head into the Ringerverse to stay up to date with all things superheroes and nerd culture entertainment. Hosted by a rotating lineup of superfans at the Ringer, including Mallory Rubin and Van Lathan, shows will provide instant reactions to blockbuster releases, insightful backstories on canon, and mind-bending theories, as well as fresh takes on the latest news and rumors. Check out the Ringerverse on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Great iced tea takes you somewhere else like new pure leaf blackberry iced tea that we have here at the Spotify studios and drink quite a bit where unexpectedly blackberry flavor transports you to a berry delicious place. So refreshing you may never want to leave. You will eventually have to though, but take your time. Try new pure leaf blackberry iced tea. Visit amazon.com slash pure leaf and enter 20 pure leaf. That's 20 pure leaf for 20% off your purchase of new pure leaf Blackberry iced tea. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Great iced tea takes you somewhere else like new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea that we have here at the Spotify studios and drink quite a bit where unexpectedly blackberry flavor transports you to a berry delicious place. So refreshing you may never want to leave. You will eventually have to though, but take your time. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf. That's 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Okay. Three, two, one. Welcome to the Dave Chang Show, part of the Ringer Podcast Network, presented by Major Doma Media. I don't know why everyone's laughing. Um, I do because you don't know how to start the podcast anymore. It's okay. Hey, it's been a while. I'm rusty. Good God. Um, we were doing it earlier today, but uh, my power went out, and then Chris's son woke up. And then Isaac never showed up for oh, no. the, the recording of it all. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I showed up. No, I was true. a little okay, late. Okay. Uh, we, listen, we don't need to hear your excuse. You were late. <laughs> but there was a bunch of reasons, some of which were beyond our control, some of which were in the control of some of those on this podcast. <laughs> but um, we're doing a moif. But we have an addition. Somebody that I will, f- I feel very strongly will be a regular recurring guest. And they didn't even know that they were going to be on this. Much like Chris Yang didn't know that he was going to be on this podcast all the time. Mm-hmm. And surprise, we have the snack master herself, Noelle Cornelio, who uh, doesn't realize that she signed up for multiple episodes, maybe all the time appearances on this podcast. Uh, you may have uh, heard her lose on recipe club uh i think the dips was the category and you may have heard her on a couple of our podcasts talk about her preference as the snack master but uh i will stop talking noelle welcome hi thanks why are you hating on my dip cpk spinach artichoke dip is delightful so let's not forget you didn't win that happened you, you know, win. it is what it is. These are all technicalities, but ultimately, that's a winning. That's a winning dip. <laughs> yeah, and and the recipe you brought that made seven quarts of it also was a big, <laughs> big winner. Big big winner. It's a winning dip for a quarantine party. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Noel is Noel is also a a full time member of the Major Domo Media team now, and I feel like Dave, it's like 
when you walk somewhere in LA and there's like a sign posted that's like, if you walk into this area, you're agreeing to be filmed uh, for this television production. I feel like she signed up and she agreed to be <laughs> a recurring member of the tape change. Well, I think there's a lot that Noel didn't anticipate uh, ever since we started working together. I don't know, de- almost like a eight, nine years ago. Was it that long ago, Noel? Oh, Jesus. It's been like six, Dave. Six years, six years. Feels like 15. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Feels like 25 for me. <laughs> um, we used to work together at Momofuku, even though Noelle still does some stuff with Momofuku, and she's transitioned to, um, I don't even know what the title is, but getting shit done person at Major Demo Media. And, um, <laughs> well, let me let me break it to you behind the scenes. We would uh, oftentimes not be very organized, and we are changing that. And, and that is something that we can attribute to Noelle and her not only snack master ways, but are task master ways. And we're getting organized. We're getting disciplined. And one of the things that we discovered in a, a recent production meeting notes was a potential guest, right? Mm. Is, am I explaining the story right, Chris Yang? Yeah. So <laughs> we're trying to be more organized. We're trying to plan our shows, have a, <laughs> have a run of show, uh, figure out you know what our guests are, which guests we're going to book and, who, and what we're going to talk about. And uh, yeah, this came up the other day. Uh, we had a request come in from a PR team for none other than the director, Carrie Joji Fukunaga, Ooh. asking to be a guest, uh, you know, who, who's promoting the upcoming Bond movie. And, and you know, it's a, it's a, it's a big get. But uh, we sat there in this production meeting and, and I think we were all, primarily Dave, intimidated by the notion of having <laughs> Carrie Joji Fukunaga on. <laughs> And and it wasn't Dave. If I'm if I'm if we're gonna be honest here, I don't think it was entirely just his stature as an auteur that was intimidating you about having him on the show. He's the full he's the full fucking package. And I'm also <laughs> just like he doesn't want to come on this fucking podcast, Carrie Joji Fukunagua. You do not want to come on this podcast. You were probably corralled by your PR people, being like, "Oh fuck, we need to get him on some podcasts." Which is going to be the like the the least resistance of a podcast? Oh, there's this Dave Chang fucking show guy. Oh, Dave Chang fucking show guy. Let's just have you go on there. And I was like, I I immediately had a conversation with myself with Carrie's PR person, and I I played it out of my head, and I was like, you know what? I don't know if we want Carrie on our podcast. How about that? <laughs> He went through a whole thing. Let me just okay, let me let me recap what Dave went through. First of all, he is just he's failing to admit that the first thing that he said was he's he's, he's just too fucking handsome. You were like he's too fucking handsome. He's, he's too, too handsome. smart. He's too artistic. Being too handsome does matter in an audio only medium, I mean, of course. I don't. This guy doesn't want to fucking stoop was, to our level. It was no. Dave. It, I, this, I think. <laughs> let me. Let me. I, I've been thinking about this a little bit, Dave. And it's it's weird that we're talk, we're we're peeling back the curtain and talking about this in this meta way. But let me let me. <laughs> I, I figured out what was going on, Dave. You were basically like, you were in high school and you heard a rumor that like the prettiest girl in school wanted to go to the dance with you. <laughs> there was you no rumor. Like, that would never, that is, a, that like, is that's some QAnon bullshit. It just on, never happened. I have an amazing, oh my God. And you real, and you, nobody asked like, me out. This is, you're not like, even I'm the prettiest being, girl. Nobody. <laughs> you're like, I'm straight. being pranked. <laughs> I'm being, and in this case, literally you were being carried 
by Joji Fukunaga's PR team, you thought, and just to protect yourself, because you were like, why, why would this big time specimen of a, a, of a Hoppa man want to be on the Dave Chang show? And you, for, you found it so unbelievable that you concocted this whole thing in your head that, oh, there's no way. There's no way he wants to be. He's wrong. He doesn't want to fucking talk to us. What am I going to tell him? The man clearly is uh, like better at everything than I am. I mean, he's probably, if he wanted to, like he probably, he's one of these guys that is like, has his knives meticulously sharpened, has like a perfect spice rack, gets the best ingredients. Now you're speculating about his cooking skills. In his spare time, you know, he's boss. He's like, he's like one of the best chefs in the world. Like, I don't want to fucking talk to a guy like that. (laughs) (laughs) But the most insane thing about this is you just praised Noel for helping to organize our our show a little bit, get these editorial meetings up and running. And the, the big productive takeaway from our first ever Dave Chang show editorial meeting was, Hey, this A-list director who's directing one of the biggest movies of the year wants to come on the show. And our editorial meeting yielded, no, no fucking way. We can't, we can't have him on. He's too handsome. He's too good for us. He's too good for us. Yeah. This He's was, too fucking good. He's too fucking handsome. Everybody loves him. What are we going to do when he comes on this podcast? What are we going to ask him? What's it like to be so good looking and so smart and such an amazing chef? And Those are probably good like, interview questions. Those, Those are, are good, good interview questions. questions. He's probably he's probably the backup driver to fucking Lewis Hamilton. You're know? speculating all of these things the about this man. The only reason he's a backup driver is because his full time job is a director and being a handsome man. So it's like. <laughs> I don't need that shit. I, I don't need that fucking heat. Like, come on. He doesn't want to be on this show. I mean, this guy's lived lives in New York. He's also lived in France, Japan, Mexico City, London. He's fluent in French and Spanish. Come on. Give he me used a to break. be a pro snowboarder before he became yeah. a director. <laughs> Shut up. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. He was also the muse to Furan Adria. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he was a pro snowboarder? This is ridiculous, Mm -hmm. man. Wow. But here's the thing. He's had too many different disguises over the year, I'm convinced. It's like too many looks of Kari Fukunaga. If you just Google image him, I would say the difference between, you know, 2014 man braids Kari Fukunaga is very different than a 2021 Kari Fukunaga. So who even is the real Kari? I'm I'm Googling Kari Fukunaga 2014. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Christian. That's right. You know, like, you know who would be a better interview? Clearly is Daniel Craig. I mean, I'll talk to him. (laughs) What? Do you think he's a better interview? What does that mean? 100%. Are you kidding me? Explain your logic. Because he is James Bond. Meaning what? Yeah. He's a better interview. We can talk about James Bond. We can talk about, um, what? Oh, he was in Munich. Love Munich. Knives Out. He was nice mm-hmm. with, that, with that weird New Orleans accent. See, this, this is, is a insane. hard disagree. I feel like he would have canned responses, is totally press trained. Kerry Fukunaga would go off the rails. I feel like you could actually have an interesting conversation with him. Albeit, you would still be intimidated the entire time. He's just too fucking good looking. We can't, we have to put a limit on someone that's that good looking and that talented. There's, <laughs> a, there's just, no, you can be one of the two, not both of the two. Let me ask you this, Dave. 
is Kerry Fukunaga better looking than Daniel Craig? Daniel Craig is James Bond, so I can talk to him. <laughs> you keep saying Way that. Way to not answer <laughs> the question. Each time you say that, it doesn't make sense. I think that... Well, here's I, the thing. Daniel Craig, I know, comes incognito sometimes to Noodle Bar. I, I mean, he just seems like a pretty chill dude. You know, he's fucking James Bond. Come on. <laughs> but Kerry Fukunaga like, feels like a real... Real James Bond. I mean, here's That's the problem. Kerry Fukunaga actually is a James Bond. That's what I'm saying. Okay? He is yeah. the real James Bond. That's, That's why the, I get That's it. That's the problem. This whole fucking thing of him being a snowboarder and director, it's all a fucking beard for him to be a covert, <laughs> top-level espionage spy. I mean, clearly what he's trying to do right now is to, to decipher and to figure out how did COVID actually start? Was it man-made or did it happen by an animal transmission? Like, that's what he's actually trying to do right now. So, like, why am I going to fucking talk to this guy? He's the full, full baggage. <laughs> <laughs> All right, maybe our listenership begs a differ. This is this is the new Dave Chang show where we just air all our business, including the booking process for the podcast itself. So... Let us know. Is Carrie? Oh, Joji like that's Fukunaga. not going to be awkward. That's not going to be awkward when we go out and outsource. Should we have Carrie Joji Fukunaga? Of course, <laughs> it's going to be a resounding yes. Let's get him. No, that's it's not what I'm be- asking. I'm asking our audience. Don't tell us if you. If I don't want to hear from anybody who wants to have him on. Everybody's going to say we want to have him on. What I want to hear is confirmation from anybody who agrees that he is too good for us and we should not have him on the show. I mean, that's I'm just looking hear. at him right now. He's just too fucking handsome. I haven't, I've, haven't stopped this looking fuck, at him. What does this, this guy, matter this... in an audio-only medium? Why does this matter? We still have to look at each other we over Zoom, other. Isaac. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I mean, the guy can pull a man bun off. That's all I'm going to say. Can I pull a man bun off? Absolutely not. <laughs> well, I'm trying to picture you with a man bun. <laughs> it's not, it's not nobody, wants, nobody wants to see me in any form. <laughs> just, I mean, also, you just like the, the pork bun invitation would be too much if you had a man bun and you serve pork buns. Uh, so, so what's going to happen? He's going to get an invite and that's going to become the most awkward interview of all time. This is a legitimate thing. I don't legitimately something I haven't figured out. Like we have to respond and say something. And I don't know that I can say, no, he's too handsome. <laughs> Come back later. <laughs> well, here's the problem. As handsome as he is, he's more talented than everything else. Like very few, very rarely does that happen. You know what I mean? Like very rarely do you get like a Michael Jordan or like a LeBron James where you get the talent and the work effort. Like this is just like a, you can't fuck him. You can't, this guy fucks, you know, we, no, we're not talking to him. Okay. All right. I'll come up with some other reason. Jeez. <laughs> and then hopefully they just don't listen Poor to this guy. podcast. They just don't listen to this podcast. When we explain the real reason, I'll just be like, is, here, oh. here, let me just give you a, a, an insight just at how much he's transcended humanity, all right, and, and Western culture. He will probably come on this podcast and not even know or have anybody in his circle to tell him that we've had this conversation on this podcast. It won't even, <laughs> it won't even resonate with him. You know, the motherfucker's like a bodhisattva. He's just going to be like, I'm here, and it's, it's it's a total joy and pleasure. He's probably not even on social media. It's impossible to... The guy's fucking Teflon. There's no way. That's how, like, <laughs> impenetrable this guy is. He's going to have no... It's not going to be on his radar. It's not going to fucking register at all. He's just on, on another planet. 
You've just built up his myth, dude. He might just be dumber than a than a He's bag of bricks. Fucking man. guys, Doctor Manhattan, just not blue. <laughs> He's dressed as Kerry Joji Fukunagua. <laughs> Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Vital Farms. No matter how you like your eggs scrambled, over easy, or sunny side up, the people at Vital Farms believe in one thing, keeping it bullshit free. That's why their pasture-raised eggs come from hens who each have over 108 square feet of space to roam and forage all year round. So you can spend less time questioning your food and more time enjoying it. Look for Vital Farms in your grocery store and learn more at vitalfarms.com. Vital Farms, keeping it bullshit free. Okay, um, well, um, it looks like we talked about Kerry Joji Fukunagua for 20 minutes. We we sure did. I don't know why. Do you know why. how fun his name is to say that? You just keep saying Kerry it. Kerry Joji Fukunaga. so fun to say. Kerry Joji Fukunaga. Kerry Joji Fukunagua. Kerry Joji Fukunaga. You don't even know where to go after that. Yeah. <laughs> There's no place like so home. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. You see? Uh, it is like, it's a, totally a mantra. We're, what are okay, we doing? Okay. We're doing a moif. Let's do a moif. Let's get into I want to I hear some Noel Is opinions. it a moif or is it? Ask Dave after dark. No, it cannot it's, be at Ask Dark. <laughs> it's moif after dark. Uh, but I did, I did, t- I did put on my biological timer for this. We have one hour. So, so dark. It's so dark. It's so dark. Oh, no, it can't be this dark. No. It's too dark. Turn it's on so the lights. Dark. Turn the lights back on. Hey Siri, turn on the lights. <laughs> let's let's go. All right, our first question of the day. Let's start with something that is dearly beloved and. Uh, Close to my heart. Chicken fried steak. <laughs> Hold on. Nobody's ever said dearly what? beloved except for, <laughs> except for Prince, I guess. Chicken fried steak. Overrated or underrated? I don't know what it is. Yeah. You don't what? know what chicken fried steak is? I do know what it is, but is it like, um, again, I'm going to bring it up once again. Is it like a Seattle hot dog? <laughs> <laughs> it is true. Yeah. Is it chicken or is it steak? It's steak. Fried in a way that I believe you're supposed to fry chicken. No, what is the, what is the history? What what is the root origin of chicken fried steak? Why isn't it just called deep fried, tough as shit cut beef? Because <laughs> that's quite uh, a mouthful to say. First of all, I think it probably has some you know European origin from some immigrant European. There's nothing group. European about this. No, shit. this is from the south, dude. A fucking chicken. Milanesa, fucking Wiener Schnitzel, pounded breaded cutlets, man. It's the American tonkatsu. Well, guess what? Tonkatsu is much better. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I'm actually shocked. I was going to say it's, I, I think it's so underrated. I would eat fucking chicken fried steak all the time. I agree. I love chicken fried steak. Yeah, but they use a shitty cut of beef. But they pound it. They pound it. So yeah, you pound it, and then you're supposed to pr- use that like a the needler, the yeah. needler. It's okay. <laughs> hey, you what's up I mean? with that needler? Do you think that needler thing is uh, underrated or overrated? What's that thing called? It's called the needler. Is it actually? Is it really? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a meat tenderizer. It's, it's a, a meat tenderizer. tenderizer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you take basically like. 
the toughest nails, like leanest, crappiest cut of beef. You slice it, you pound it out, and then you tenderize it with this needler type of thing. Then you dredge it. Sometimes you can marinate it, and then you like fry it. Mm-hmm. It's it's like, you know what would be better? Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> An entirely different animal. So can I just ask then why when we fry chicken, we don't call it beef fried steak? What? Because it's not fried in the style of beef. It's It's just fried chicken. It's fried chicken. Chicken fried is a weird phrase for sure. I'm just saying logically then we should call it beef fried steak. Beef fried chicken, you mean? What? What logic is But you wouldn't (laughs) fry a chicken the way that you would fry beef. I disagree. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, so from here on, are you calling a like a a a, a chicken payard now beef payard? No, no, that's not. No. I I agree that chicken fried is a dumb phrase. It is. But what would you call it? Like a a fried beef cutlet. Fried beef. That's a good point. That's a good point, Noel. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. The whole idea of chicken fried steak, the name, is so fucking dumb. It's literally more dumb than Seattle hot dog. Come on. It's cute. It's cute. It's a cute name. There's nothing cute about it. There's nothing cute cute about it. Okay. As someone who has not had chicken fried steak, how thin are we talking about this steak? No, it's a tongue cut. tough? No, it's it's very tender. The steak can be served on a hamburger bun with cream gravy as a chicken fried steak sandwich. It can also be cubed and stuffed in a baked potato with gravy and cheese. The question you should have asked earlier, Dave, I just realized this, is not that we should call chi- fried chicken. Alternatively, <laughs> the tenderized steak may be cut into strips, breaded, deep fried, and served for breakfast with eggs and toast or for other meals in a basket with fries and cream gravy known as finger sticks or steak fingers. You're just this reading Wikipedia? In the state of Idaho. No. The question is, why don't we call it chicken fried chicken? Or why don't we call it like anything that's battered and fried chicken fried? Why don't chicken we just call cookies? it fried beef? Fried that's beef actually fried beef too, is probably the correct nomenclature. Fried beef steak. Yeah. Yeah. Fried beef steak. So the reason why I refuse to eat this is because I would rather have chicken. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fine. Noel, have you ever had chicken fried steak? I have not. And I feel as though the descriptions that I'm getting aren't enough for me to want to try it. So there's the chicken fried steak, if I'm hearing this right, there's chicken fried steak that you eat dry. No, no, no. It's always smothered in gravy with mashed potatoes. Yeah. You know why you know why they smothered in gravy? Because it's I know. I know why. Yeah. I would just rather have fried chicken. I don't know why Uh, you would want fried steak. Unbelievable. Man, I, I, I literally feel like um, we have the majority in the Supreme Court right now. With no <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I can't believe somebody, I, I can't somebody believe that understands the Constitution, somebody that under, interprets <laughs> oh, it God. in the correct way. This is amazing. God bless you, Noel. Thank I'm going to write a scathing dissenting opinion about this shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Moving, right, moving on. on. Garlic knots, overrated or underrated? Why do people eat them? What? Did, no, overrated. Yeah. yeah. Why? No. Why is it even a thing? I don't know. People are obsessed with them, and they're the worst thing. I feel like I've seen less and less of them lately, though. But they're always like 
extremely dry, very thin, overcooked, never as good as you want them to be. Genius business move. Just chop up some pizza dough and throw it in a box. Yeah. <laughs> like, fine, okay. Why not? Sure, garlic knots. I hate them. I don't like them. It's just bread. It's not just bread. It's less than bread. It's less than bread. <laughs> it's less than bread. <laughs> yeah. Cheesy bread from Domino's, though, I'll yeah. eat, but not, not a garlic can we knot. Just, can we just hold up there the cheesy bread with jalapeno, oh, bacon, dipped yeah. in ranch? Oh, yeah. Mm. Is better than anything Domino's has to offer. Mm. It also has like 1,500 calories for like <laughs> half, yeah. per, per half, half order of, yeah. and I'll tell you, it's really, really delicious. And so, um, <laughs> I will also say that garlic knots are the perfect kind of thing that you will choke and die on. <laughs> oh, mm. God. They're all slicked from the garlicky yeah. oil. <laughs> You're stoned. You're just popping them. Yeah, nobody. I want to know. Listen, listen, audience. I want to know very clearly. Do you order garlic knots? Like, why? When you order like four, it's usually like four for like three bucks and like seven for like eight bucks. I mean, it's not like cheap, number one, right? It's never hot. It's never fresh. For the same price of garlic knots, you know what you can buy? A slice of pizza. pizza. Yeah. So why would you want garlic knots? I want to know. You have to identify yourself so we can separate ourselves and we can <sighs> never see you or meet you ever again. I'm gonna send you to a leper colony. Yeah. Yes. Keep you there. D- you know, Dave, you just talked about dipping the jalapeno cheesy bread into ranch. Makes sense. The move that I'm guilty of in the past, but is so confusing to me, is whether it's cheesy bread or garlic knots. And then dipping them into like marinara sauce, where I'm just like, wait, mm. why are you just eating a piece of pizza then? <laughs> no, you dip no. you dip your pizza into marinara sauce. I see. I'm then, all about that. Then into ranch or ranch into marinara sauce. Why would you do garlic knots? If I ever bought garlic knots for anybody, you know that I hate you. This is like, oh. this is Luca Brasi he sleeps with the fishes tonight, isn't uh. it? Dave sent you a box of garlic knots. Hey, but you just said you dip, this is an important question. You dip marinara into ranch. Do you ever go reverse ranch into marinara? Sometimes you just do the swirl. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> and you make pink ranch. You make yeah. a little pink ranch sauce. Uh, no, no, no. I'm with it. I'm with it. Garlic knots. It makes me mad. I'm like, my blood's boiling just thinking about it. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> Something to calm down your, your nerves here. Uh, green tea, overrated or underrated? Well, it's only overrated if it's a white person that spent two weeks in Japan <laughs> coming back and espousing the virtues of green tea. Then it's overrated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's overrated if it's the Tazo green mm. tea that still has mint in it from mm. Starbucks. Yeah, what's that about? Or or a, a green tea latte. That's also overrated. Green tea is wonderful. I love it. Um, mm-hmm. It's truly, truly delicious. I actually spent some time in Kyoto when I did some stuff for Kikunoi and Murata-san and the restaurant that I worked at, and I can't pronounce the name right now because it's too many bong hits or marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> Years later, but uh, it was um, 
a uh, two Michelin star restaurant that specialized in like green tea. It didn't specialize, but a lot. It was in the epicenter of like green tea in Japan, and and uh, just getting to see how it can be utilized in, in its cuisine, how much umami it has, and uh, the green tea ceremony. If never, if anyone's ever done a green tea ceremony. Let me tell you what, you probably went to the abbreviated version for tourists. To do one, like a real one, it's like five, six hours and it's fucking hell on earth because there's no chairs <laughs> to sit on a fucking... So no, that is underrated and it's punishment. Is that an exaggeration? It's five or six no, it, hours of exaggeration. Dude, it was no. me, Sat Banks, Claude Bosi, Mike Anthony from Gramsci Tavern. Oh my God, you guys must have been miserable. What? Those guys have never sat for five hours of their lives. It was it was was really really bad. I'm just gonna say I think green tea is something I actually drink. Over the pandemic, I did you know I wanted to find certain things that I could like take five to ten minutes and make it right. I'll never do that shit for coffee, right? Ever. I don't I don't give a shit about drinking coffee properly. Green tea is something I've actually spent money on, and I, I I take pleasure in doing it properly. I think it's a delicious, delicious beverage. And with a shit ton of caffeine. Big fan mm-hmm. of that. Yes. Hold on, but where do you guys stand on matcha then? Ooh. I think that the worst the worst version of what Dave was describing as like the person who goes to Japan for a week and comes back like talking about green tea, the worst version of that is like the over-the-top matcha lover. <laughs> the person who's doing the whole whisk every morning. You know what I'm talking about? The 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 you white mean the person yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. The person that owned uh Chacha Matcha? <laughs> yeah, maybe something like that. Maybe that. Uh I don't know. I like matcha. I I like similar to like what Dave said, if somebody else is making it and they do a good job, I think it's wonderful. Ma- mm. is awesome. And you do need the whisk. You need that awesome whisk. That I actually own. I, it's it's one of the very few things from Japan over the years that I actually have kept. I actually have a bunch of matcha green tea gear. It's weird. I. How long has it been since we recorded this podcast and I threw my wife under the bus? Well, that's long enough. Mm. I. Uh, she expressed interest in 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 all of that gear, Dave. And I was like, amazing Christmas gift taken care of. Let me buy all this expensive fucking matcha gear. Uh, never been touched. Never been oh, used. Oh, no. Sits way up on that shelf. Jamie. Just like, just like her love for me. Just on that <laughs> oh, shelf up there. <laughs> Sheesh. Just put it away. Let it get done. Sheesh. spit out his drink. Oh, my <laughs> God. That got dark. I'm just kidding. I love you. I love you, Jamie. That got dark. <clears throat> All right, let's well, move. It's move, after move. fucking dark here. Sheesh, move on from that. Um, what is your favorite? Well, you know, you know the worst fancy. <laughs> fan- My least favorite Japanese Kit Kat flavor is matcha. Oh, interesting. Okay, what's your favorite mm. then? All the the waffle flavor, uh, all the weird shit, the strawberry cheesecake uh-huh. stuff. Snackmaster, what are your thoughts on the matcha Kit Kat? That everyone's like, oh, it's amazing. I actually think it sucks. It's a little too bitter. There, do you know that there are two different kinds? At least two different kinds of matcha yeah. Kit Kat. So there's the mm-hmm. darker one and the lighter one. I don't hate the lighter one, but I'll never get it. I'll tell you what's overrated. Matcha, matcha, and chocolate. Doesn't and fucking chocolate? Work. Like the all these fucking desserts that make matcha chocolate. It's like, no. That is it usually matcha chocolate or is it usually matcha white chocolate? Is that a thing? Who gives a shit? 
you know, you, you know, you know, you know, when you get matcha and chocolate, you know what you're getting. I'll have the quarter pounder with cheese, twenty piece chicken bean nuggets, extra large French fries, and a diet coke. Mm. <laughs> okay, I don't know. I, I normally agree, but I just had a lovely cookie that was a matcha cookie with chocolate chips from Ooh. Kettle, and honestly, well, one of the best cookies I've had in a while. Kettle, uh, big shout out to big shout out to Kettle. Um, Elizabeth, who good friend, our good friend Elizabeth Crystal, running running Kettle or part of the Kettle team, they procure very good stuff. But I'm not a fan of anything that's you got to keep that shit separate. It's matcha, matcha can be good in soba, and that's about it. You know that matcha's already hit Dunkin' Donuts. That's oh, when you know no. that it's taken a new form. <sighs> well, not you, matcha. Speaking of a donut, I had a. Um, a bear claw from Ralph's this morning, and it was fucking awesome. <laughs> bear claws are amazing. Oh, I think that that's an claws. underrated yeah. donut. Yeah. Totally underrated donut. Absolutely. Apple fritter, so mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Apple fritter is my and number bear one. bear claws. Of all the donuts out there, like that you can offer, like, I don't know why people don't buy them more. It's never let me down. A bear claw or an apple fritter has never let me down. A bear claw is so cute. What would you pick given the choice? Would you pick a fritter or oh, a bear between claw? fritter and bear? I'm a yeah. fritter. No, man. Uh, no. You know what it's called? I'll have both. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Even in the hypothetical Whatever. scenario that Noel just created. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, and uh, now apple fritter is basically like a bear claw. They're both very similar. I was recently uh, hanging out with my nephew, who was in college somehow, and he. Um, we were we went and got some donuts. I got an apple fritter, and we were walking. I was with my whole family. He was like, you know, reaching in the bag and eating pieces of donuts out of it. I look in the bag at finally at one point to get my first piece of donut, and this this motherfucker had eaten all around the fucking perimeter of my apple fritter, oh. all the crunchy bits off the sides of my goddamn apple oh, fritter. No. I didn't know whether to be angry. Or just so deeply proud, just so incredibly proud. Is this like that the burger it's eater? Can we get him on the podcast? <laughs> I mean, not right now. You know, it's it's three a.m. wherever he is. Like, no, but we need to speak to him about this moment. Yeah, I'm dead serious. Okay, I'm, I'll, I'll, fine. I was I called him out. And he was like, oh, I didn't know. He was like, I was just eating. He he's he's like an, he just scored perfect on his MCATs. Uh-huh. He's incredibly smart. But when you talked to him, I asked him. I was like, did you do? You ate my whole outside of my donut. And he was like, oh, I was just eating like the crunchy parts. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> we got to talk to him. What, what, is, what is this fellow's name? His name is Matthew. And His uh, name is Matthew Joji Fukunaga. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, wait. No, now I can reach, I can reach back out to Carrie Joji Fukunaga's people and be like, sorry, you got bumped. <laughs> For my nephew. <laughs> Nepotism. <laughs> Alive and well. But let's let's get him. I I want to know what went through this guy's head. <laughs> I mean, nothing. He was like, it was id. It was pure id. He was just like crunchy bits. Must break off crunchy bits and eat. <laughs> that was it. That was all that's going through his head. Oh man! All right, hold on. Before we move on, Noel, we have you on this podcast. What is the best Kit Kat flavor, or at least what is your favorite? Oh, Isaac Lee, a very very tough one. I don't know. I've really enjoyed. There was a, an ocean salt flavor that I ocean genuinely salt? enjoyed. Ooh. Excuse Whoa. me. 
Whoa. Tell <laughs> I'm us making more. a face. <laughs> yeah. You can't so just not- like, you've been saving that. You can't just like. You just dropped that like, on not, us. Like drop that with like no swag. Like, that was just, you dropped that with all kinds of swagger. Like, yeah. oh my God. The packaging is insane. I've definitely gone back on this one because at first I didn't like it. So just imagine a white chocolate cake cat, which already I don't necessarily love, but so be it. But it's sprinkled with salt. So it's it's basically just a, a salty Kit Kat, which, mm. you know, I, at first I thought, eh, it's fine. Like even looking back on it when I first tried it, I didn't love it. But I think the more I've thought about it, uh, and revisited. Wow! I very much enjoyed. You know what? You know what's you know what's gross? White chocolate. It's fat. <laughs> Generally you know what's, speaking, it's yes. Just you know fat. what? It, you know why it's white? Because it's fat. <laughs> it's just. It's, it's like, just fat. <laughs> it's true. It's, it's 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 not chocolate. It's fat that's been melted right. down and mixed with sugar mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and like paraffin wax. And now you can call it white. Chocolate. You know why it's the color of lard? Because that's what it is. <laughs> Um, all right, all right, all right. What is your favorite Korean street food? Punjik. This is more for Dave, but I mean, Chris and Noel, I'm sure you guys have plenty of experience. It's a, it's a tteokbokki. It's easy. Is it? Yeah. Is it though? It I mean, it, it's the most, it's the most iconic. It's tteokbokki. It is because, you know, you know, why? There's no, of all the other street foods, and you could say there's a lot. You could do hot dog. You could do fucking... Endless different kinds. You could do those weird fucking sandwiches that the Ajimas make on the street where they yeah. put like sugar in your egg sandwich, which is disgusting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm serious. It's like a bacon, egg, and cheese, like a ham, egg, and cheese sandwich mm-hmm. with like a like a souffle egg omelet. And then they like crush it with sugar. <laughs> it's, it's bizarre. Yeah, I've seen those. I don't oh think I've God. ever had one. And sometimes they'll chop like like cabbage and carrots into it. It's fucking weird. <laughs> I'm serious. I didn't make anything up. It's fucking no, weird. He's right. And they, it's a, it's just doesn't make any sense. It's bizarre. I say tteokbokki because of this, or even oden, but it's really, you can get oden with the tteokbokki. Yeah. Because I love that you can sit on a milk crate on a random ass highway. Yep. You just pull over on a fucking highway. <laughs> <laughs> and sit down and it's like a wooden crate and there's a whole stereotypical ajima or you know older usually older asian woman a korean woman making this and you sit down and it's really good when it's cold outside you, you think you're getting in the bowl right mm-hmm. they're, but they're not Mm-mm. they're putting the bowl in, in the plastic yep. <laughs> plastic bag yep yep okay <laughs> <laughs> And you're like, oh, that's weird. And then you realize it's fucking genius. Mm-hmm. So they invert the plastic bag, just like a regular plastic bag. And then they put in the tteokbokki with the rice cakes and all the sauce and the egg and some oden. And you sit down and you eat. And through Korean magic, you pay the bill. You give them like the, the five won or whatever the fuck. And then they just take the bowl out and then throw the bag away. Yeah. And then that's how they, that's because it. Yep. of that ingenuity, that's why it's the best street food. It's amazing. <laughs> Just because of that? Yeah. All right. Well, my my pick is going to be sundae because I love sundae. Ugh. And then you and I have disagreed about this, but sundae is amazing. I can't believe you don't like sundae. I also like kimari. Tapoki obviously is, is amazing, but like kimari, pairing it with kimari is actually a really, really great combo. 
The reaction time on the gag was was so was so fast it could only be natural. Dave almost actually threw up. <laughs> <laughs> I have a topic I wanted to talk about. Can I bring one up here? Yes, please go ahead. So I was watching I was watching Ted Lasso. Of course. And in that most recent episode when when Nathan, Coach Nathan, is trying to learn to to buck up and get what he wants, and he's trying to request a table at a restaurant. And he tries to request the window table. And this very unkind hostess denies him, treats him very poorly. My question is, underrated or overrated, getting a good table at a restaurant? That is a complex answer. Yeah, define good. But what do you think? Do you ever try? How often do you guys try? and th- Or how often do you think about like which table you're going to get, where you're going to sit? On dates? At a well, restaurant. if it was uh, at a restaurant, I mean, like, weirdly, I I don't know, men, not that I get to dine out all the time anymore, but when I, I don't get to eat like a normal person when I go to a restaurant. Tell, so us, a, tell really, us the cool story. Tell us the cool tables that you got to sit at <laughs> and, and why they're I better. Usually get fucking, I usually get the best table. Yeah, so tell us why they're better. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could be, I know you're trying to be humble about it, but we want to, I want to hear okay, so there's, the there's, there's something. Okay, there's, from what I know is uh, my own experience. Sometimes the cool table is like you're, people would think they're, they're like dead center. So everyone can see you. It's like, in my opinion, that's like when you go to like catch or like, what are those fucking club, club strants? You know what I mean? Where, yeah, to, where to be seen. Like, to be seen. Where you're not going there for the food, you're going there to fucking drink Tito's vodka or whatever the fuck they drink at those <laughs> club restaurants. And, and the really great restaurants, you want privacy. You're there, mm-hmm. but you're not there. Yeah. And 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 like those are the tables you want. You're not ever front and center. You, you're like, some anomaly of the architecture where you can't be seen really, but you can see everything in the restaurant. Yes, like that's what yes, you want. Yes. And it's also. A lot of times, maybe a bad table, technically, a lot of people may see it's because it like be the back corner, mm-hmm. right? But it might be a booth that has a giant circle that, you know, has some feature that some other tables in the restaurant don't have, or it's got its own bathroom in the back, or um, it just is like, you just know it. It's hard to explain. There's no written rule that this is what the best table is, but like, you just sort of know, right? Because... It's usually where they put the pers- best captain or, or server, right? Like, if you go there long enough, you realize, like, oh, it's mm-hmm. usually not in the front. And here's another thing. The best tables are almost are never in the front of a restaurant at the fucking window. No. <laughs> <laughs> See, this was part of that Ted Lasso thing where I was like, he wants this window table in the front. And I was like, that's the last and place I'd I want to see. I'd argue the better table that he was eating at was actually the one that the they one sat that he was at. They gave him yeah. that nice table in the back. Like, yeah. why would you want to... That's the worst tables being in the Listen, window. Listen, I, I love Ted Lasso. I'm not nitpicking at it. I understand why. But it was like one of those things that are like made for TV, not reality. Mm-hmm. 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 But the best table is like, I'm far away from everything. I don't have to see fucking people when they walk in. Like, the worst table oftentimes is like, you're up front and... You're right where people walk in the door. That's that's terrible. <laughs> there's like, you know, I think we're talking, you know, there's, there's like very special tables that are sort of, you know, like private dining rooms and things like this. But I think within any given restaurant, the variation in quality from like the worst table to the best table can be pretty wide. And like, for example, 
Zuni in San Francisco. I love Zuni. Great, wonder, wonderful place to eat. I think it has one of the best tables in a restaurant. You can sit at like a, it is by a window, but it's like, it is one of these anomalous corner things where you're kind of recessed and you have like two like banquettes and tons of room for four people. And it's like a, it's a perfect spot. On the other hand, I went there one time with a, here, I'll tell you another sad, sad story about Chris Ying. I went there one time with a friend and we were, this is when I was in college and we were going to meet, we thought we were going to meet two girls there for a date, but they just bailed on us. So oh, we were just going to no. be in SUNY by ourselves. And we we're like, oh, our four uh, top is at two. And that two. was the first date with your soon to be wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was, remember that Jamie wasn't that beautiful? No, I'm just kidding. It was not with Jamie. Uh, so I was like, oh, our four top is a two top now. Can we just switch tables? And they were like, oh, yeah, but the only tables is a a side-by-side table. And I was like 19. And I was like, I don't know what a side-by-side table means. I, if that's, I assume it's next to other tables, right? So that's fine if it's side-by-side with other tables. But it was just like such a thin table in such a narrow passageway that it meant that the two of us were sitting side by side, like on the banquette, like next to each other, not facing one another, just side by side. So worst possible table. I don't know. I kind of love side by side table. Yeah. I love side by side because you don't have to see the person you're talking to. <laughs> I, don't, I just did not want to be. I feel like side by side and like, well, that's different, I guess, Dave. Um, <laughs> you can just pretend you're eating alone. No, yeah, not when you're like, uh, you know, it's like eating at a bar. I like eating at a bar because like I don't have to directly talk to somebody. That's awkward as fuck. Yeah, but that's when you're alone. I guess it's just, yeah. it's awkward to be with your dude friend. I'm, who always, you you I'm were... always alone, even when I'm with people. <laughs> Oh, God. my God. This is really life oh. after dark. Uh, Just Jesus. living up to the name. We all die alone. We all die alone, guys. Come it's on. It's the most emo <laughs> episode. We did it. Death uh, for Cutie. the non-day things on here, would the two of you guys like wait for a table that you actually wanted? Or would you just get seated at the table that they'll give you? Uh, here's the deal. When you when you Dave, eat- I specifically asked non Dave Chen's here. <laughs> He's like, I'm not Dave Chen. I'm, I'm alone here. It's basically like if you no, wanted so to seat inside, if you don't, and they give the you an outside you want, table. You gotta feel like you gotta pull the Julie Roberts Pretty Woman move. You know hmm. what is what is that? When, about? when, when you good. do get in there, you just spend a lot as much money that you oh, can't yeah. even afford to spend. You'd yeah. be like, fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's the most, it's the best kind of fuck you where it's really fuck me, yeah. but fuck yeah. you. <laughs> and then you get the pill, you're like, I'm so stupid. I'm so stupid. Why am I, you, you proud fool, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will wait for if it's the difference between an indoor and an outdoor, and the outdoor, let's say, has like better vibes, and I'm on a date, then I'm gonna wait for the outdoors. Yeah. Now, for me, is the uh, all, all about just like what the kids are gonna do. Yeah, right, I'm like right, right. we can't sit there. There are too many humans. There'll be there'll be casualties. Put us in there. there put us in casualties. The, <laughs> put us in the shed in the back. When that opens up, we can be sad. We'll wait out here. It's fine. It's too much pressure to be put in like a a super soigné table. Just give me a fucking regular table. And also, I'm probably gonna order so much food. Give me a table where I'm not sitting <laughs> next to anybody because like you probably need to put another fucking table to the table I'm at. Oh God. As a, <laughs> a big table wait what about this though Dave like outside of the world of, of fine dining better to be closer to the kitchen in a dim sum restaurant that's cart service don't matter you don't think so don't matter I think sometimes you get lost in a dim sum restaurant I think you get well, lost you know well well Chris because I try to go to the dim sum restaurants where it's made a la minute 
No, you, you only go oh, to Olive and you give some restaurants. <laughs> oh, <funny>. goodness. <laughs> This is maniacal. <laughs> right. If, it's, if their kitchen isn't set up like the brigade, then I don't eat there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like to believe that there's a sense of, you know, system and order within a dim sum restaurant. I, th- I absolutely think they're doing this is not I'm not trying to knock on 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 that at all. I think that if it's really busy, though, they're getting just slammed and pulled this way and that way. And supplies are going down and I can be stuck in like a Bermuda Triangle where sometimes I'm just like, do they even have uh, turnip cakes here? Do they even Chris, have them? <laughs> that's when you wave down the captain. Oh, that's ask. when my mom gets up and goes to the cart and, mm-hmm. and gets it and brings I it like back. That. That's, that's when my mom is like, I, I'm the captain now. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let's do one more here. Guacamole. I can't believe we haven't done this. Overrated or underrated? I will say this, that guacamole is a parlor trick in restaurants. And it's something that <laughs> I fall for every fucking time. So does everybody. What do you mean by that? It's usually like 15, 16 bucks. There's a Margaritaville. Nobody does this better than Jimmy Buffett. Um, and the reason he can drink pina coladas on, a, on an island is because all of us suckers are buying <laughs> guacamole at his shitty restaurant <laughs> in Cancun Airport. And they do it, I think, as good as anybody. But any place that serves guacamole, like Rosa Mexicana or any of these like restaurants that are like sit down, they wheel over a cart, they open up fucking like two avocados or like one <laughs> avocado. Which is so little guacamole. And then they take their giant, you know, mortar and pestle and they just make it right in front of you. Like they just <laughs> scoop it out, smash, smash, smash. That'll be 15 bucks. Oh, you want some chips? Here, you, know, that's, you know, it's two extra dollars. Oh, you want some salsa? That's another $2. Dollars. The next thing you know, you have $19. And I'm, I'm okay with that because it's genius. They turned something that's so easy to make into something that is extremely profitable for them. And there's no smoke and mirrors. It is like what you see is what you get. I got to admire that kind of just fucking... <laughs> It's literally smoke and mirrors. Like they could probably have like a smoke machine on the cart. <laughs> it would be, yeah. So that's why I'm a big fan of guacamole. I'd rather eat guacamole than avocado toast. You know what's better than avocado toast? Guacamole on toast. <laughs> guacamole <laughs> toast. Yeah. 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 Uh, I love guacamole. Come on. I mean, I like I like a simpler guacamole, but fuck, it's so good. I think it, I think that bad guacamole is bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's very bad. Mm-hmm. You know what's bad? That fucking guacamole that has so much citric acid that it's sort of yeah. shelf stable yeah. in its color. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's green, bright green. Yeah. And you can buy it yeah. at the store three weeks in advance. You know what's worse than that? Garlic knots. <laughs> 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 I think we've made your feelings very clear on this. <sighs> All right. Let's close this out with a recurring question. What is the best thing you ate this week? Noelle? I, uh, I live a couple blocks from this place called Bernie's in Greenpoint. And I'm, I'm attempting to become a regular there. But I really love their baked clams and had their baked clams two days ago. So that's the best thing that I ate. We should do a whole segment on what it takes to become a regular at a restaurant too. Mm-hmm. 
it's, it's a it's a really good one. It's a great. Segment. It basically yeah. is like a, you basically have to stalk them. You have to stalk them, but subtly, because I think that there's a way to be extremely overbearing, and I don't want to be that. I I don't want to be that regular. <laughs> I also okay. think you need to get to a point where you are like combative with them. Mm. And how so? It's like a, it's like an, a worthy opponent, and they see it as well. Not as an annoying annoying thing, but it's like, aha, a challenger has come back. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, like, Sheesh. my great nemesis. Yeah, uh-huh. it's like, okay, game on, let's do this. And like that, we'll, we'll, we will, I promise you, we'll get into this. More often than not, that kind of fight happens at Chinese restaurants and Korean restaurants. <laughs> You gotta, you gotta like, like, uh, make them succumb to your will. Basically, it's like, because basically they're trying to just squash you, and you gotta say, no, 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 this is not happening, not today. You gotta give like dynamic. You have to give like a King Henry speech. You know, oh like, Christian, you know what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. I actually, uh, one of the few restaurants I'm a regular at, I walk in there. And it's a pho restaurant. He goes, oh, big guy. Big guy. Uh, large, <laughs> large number seven for big guy. And I pop's wow. like, no, sir. A medium number 12 today. Thank you very much. But I'll have, wow. but I'll have two of them. <laughs> but two. And I need a boot on the side. <laughs> <laughs> or, or like when you're ordering from takeaway or delivery. Like, how many people is that for? Six people. <laughs> how, many chopstick, how many chopsticks? Uh, 12. <laughs> uh. Wait, this is also so interesting, though, because I also feel like it, I think it might be specifically with Asian restaurants, but like Asian restaurants that you're a regular at, there's always a different name that they know you by or like a specific name or descriptor, yeah. but never actually your, not your actual name, name, if that no. makes sense. Mm-hmm. So like the place my, that, like my Christian name is not big guy. Yes. I, yes, I, exactly. I, I know that. I know you're talking about. It's like my entire family is recognized by my dad's first name. So basically, like, if I come by, then they know me as Izzy, which is obviously not my name, but everyone in the family is (laughs) Izzy. (laughs) Oh, man. I love that. I love that. Uh, Dave, what was the best thing you ate? Oh, man. I had a lot of good things. I had an elk salad with... uh, Stuffed olives and stuffed peppers that Adam Perry Lang made. I had Jesus Christ. a potato focaccia that Chris Bianco made. Um, that was like 40, 40% pa- uh, flour potato with semolina. Um, Must be nice. Local tomato. It was delicious. And I also had um, coconut cream pie. God that was delicious you. that the pastry chef made at uh, South Fork Lodge in Idaho. It was delicious. Uh, she also made um, oatmeal cookie, like what, like oatmeal cookie thing, and I also had a banana banana pie, banana cream pie, delicious. Um, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> what? How? And that's why Dave had to go last answering uh, this question. Bad. Yeah, uh, and well. and actually, uh, I had some Momofuku instant noodles. That was actually oh. going to be mine. I was going to I was going to tell you 
I got a surprise delivery of Mofuku noodles, and uh, that was literally the best. I was I was like, I just need to eat something. Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> oh my god! So good. They really are so fucking good. And I uh, three packets in a day. A little chili crunch doesn't <laughs> hurt either. I will suggest that if you are cooking them, there's two two tips. One is cook them a little bit longer than you normally would. All right, I think it benefits from being past al dente. And then draining it. You want them as dry as possible uh, because one season packet will work. But if you, it's a little bit wet, it just may not be uh, the flavor. It, it'll still be good, just a little bit weak, uh, weakened. So, so make it like it's Kraft mac, mac and cheese type of thing. Is it too late for me to have one after this? <laughs> It's ten seventeen. My time. Um, I mean, you're you're very high right now, right? It's hitting no, you good. a little bit. No, I just yeah, want. Well, let's be honest, Chris. You're lying uh, because if you had three today, I didn't have three. Today. I had three yesterday. Three yesterday. Then you have two left in that pack. No, I got three packs. Three I know. Pack. I know. But you're going to look at the pack that you opened, and you're going to realize that you have two left of that specific pack of five. Mm-hmm. I opened multiple. I've had different varieties. I like to. I, oh. I, I didn't want to run into this exact problem you're talking about. Right, <laughs> ran out of one. <laughs> I'm eating them evenly. I think you're gonna have two. I think you're gonna have two tonight. <laughs> it depends if Jamie's asleep yet. Hopefully she's asleep. <laughs> Love you, Jamie. Okay. All right, we need to get to bed because it's we like do. two in the morning right. for, for Noel. Give us five stars on our Apple Podcast page. Please keep listening to us on Spotify. Spotify, the only platform. And if, to, and if we get a if we if we get a one star review, it's because you like garlic knots. So give me fucking yeah. one star. Yeah. <laughs> if you like you garlic know. knots, feel free to never never listen to this again. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of garlic knot lovers who so we do not want to anger them. Yeah, I just did. Send in your hatred if you're a garlic knot lover to askdave at majordemomedia.com. Oh, I'm, I'm shaking in my boots. <laughs> Buy the Momofuku noodles, instant noodles. Uh, all right, let's go. All right. Bye. Bye.